When I was younger, my friends and I went through this phase where we would ask each other, if you had three wishes, what would they be? I don't know if this is something that all kids and teens go through at some point or if it was just us or if maybe we just watched Aladdin too much. I don't know. But whatever the case, we asked each other that question enough that I had some answers ready to go whenever someone asked. For my first wish, I kind of felt like I had to be altruistic. I mean, if you get three blank check wishes, it seems kind of selfish if the first thing you ask for is, I don't know, a lifetime supply of tacos. So I had to use at least one wish for the public good. I figured that I would wish to cure cancer or something like that. Having covered that I was not purely selfish, I could now turn to the things that I wanted personally. Therefore, my second wish would have been the ability to fly, Superman style. None of this airplanes and jetpacks. I wanted to fly. It would be amazing. And having now accomplished human flight and a cure for cancer, what else could I possibly want? Thought long and hard about that third wish. And I came up with the best possible wish. As a matter of fact, y'all might want to write this down in case you ever meet a genie, like be prepared. Ready? The ability to control the growth of my hair. I had it figured out, I kid you not. This was my third wish. Do you see the genius of it? Get a bad haircut? No problem, I'll just grow it back out again. And even better, I would never have to shave my legs again. That is a serious win on all levels. Now, if someone were to ask me the same question today, years later, I think my answers would probably be a little different. I'm not gonna lie, I still want all three of those things, but there are some things I want even more than flying or never shaving, and most of them are intangible things. I want good health for my family. I want a comfortable and joyful retirement for my parents. And more than anything, I want those I love to know the Lord, especially my little girl. What would you wish for if you could have anything? In keeping with our Old Testament reading today, if God appeared to you in a dream and offered you any one thing that you wanted, what would you pick? Would you choose something concrete, like a house, a work of art, or even a person? Or would you choose the ability to do something like fly or control the growth of your hair? Would you choose something abstract, like influence, peace, or love? Or perhaps you would ask for a long life. Perhaps you'd ask for success. I don't know what you would choose. When it comes to our reading from 1 Kings, we see Solomon faced with this choice. And it would be easy for us to think that the Bible is giving us in this story the correct answer to our question. But that's not necessarily the case. You see, Solomon is an oddly ambivalent figure. Very quickly, the Bible tells us that Solomon loved the Lord and that he walked in the statutes of his father, David. Interestingly, though, it doesn't say he walked in the statutes of the Lord. 
which is the more typical phrase in the Bible. For someone who reads the Old Testament often enough, that is ever so slightly jarring. It just feels off to have different wording there. And then that sense of being off kilter increases when we're told that he made sacrifices on the high places. As the book of First and Second Kings continue, we will find that sacrifices on the high places are a sign of kings failing to be fully faithful to God. In fact, they're often a symptom and outcome of the people straying from the Lord and worshiping false gods. And yet, Solomon offers a huge number of sacrifices to God right there at the start of his reign. And it says that God, he loves God. Do you see the ambiguity here? Solomon's kingdom may have been stable right as he started out, but it doesn't seem like his heart is undivided. If we were to read further, in fact, that division only grows greater over time. That's our character background. Now to the question. When offered anything by the God of the universe, Solomon asks for wisdom. God, Solomon's very request seems to demonstrate wisdom on his part, and God is pleased with it, especially because it shows Solomon knows that he has a solemn trust from God, the people of the Lord that he is to shepherd and lead as their king. Wisdom is a good request. Don't hear me saying don't ask for wisdom. In fact, the Bible tells us elsewhere that we should ask God for wisdom. But offered one thing, perhaps there was something even more important that Solomon, with his divided heart, didn't even realize that he needed. You see, the Bible tells us repeatedly that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In fact, it said that in our psalm today. Knowing who God is and consequently giving him the right place in your heart and life is the foundation of wisdom. You cannot be truly wise without that. That understanding and our attitude of the heart orients and orders everything else that you do and say and even think. And yet, Later on, we find out that Solomon ultimately strayed from God's commands. And by the end of his life, he routinely committed blatant idolatry. Even worse, perhaps, than his personal sin of unfaithfulness to God was that he led the people into unfaithfulness and idolatry as well. In spite of all the wisdom that he had asked for and been given, he failed to achieve the very purpose for which he asked it. He failed to govern God's people well. Sure, they had political peace, but they no longer had the unadulterated worship of God, their true king. They broke their side of the covenant. And in many ways, all of that started with a man who asked to be wise. More important than wisdom for you and for me just as for Solomon, is faithfulness. We need faithfulness to God because that is the foundation upon which everything else rests. And because without it, without God, ultimately we have nothing. But here's the kicker. We can't do that on our own. 
we have to be given faithfulness. Solomon already had at least a little wisdom because he was wise enough to realize he needed more. There are some things we can achieve on our own. I mean, good grief, I could get laser hair removal if I really didn't want to shave again. But faithfulness? We are sinners incapable of complete faithfulness to God. Our hearts are idol factories churning out and worshiping false god after false god. And even if we do not worship physical idols, like the ones that Solomon eventually erected on those same high places, we still worship all sorts of intangible ones. Power, approval, independence, comfort. You name it, someone worships it, whether they realize it or not. We need faithfulness more than anything, and we cannot seem to get it for ourselves. But there is hope. God may not appear to you in a dream like he did with Solomon, but there is nothing he would rather give you than faithfulness to him. God so badly wants us to be in right relationship with him that he died to restore that relationship, and he rose again, succeeding. If he's willing to go that far, why would he not answer our request when we ask him? In fact, in his life here on earth, Jesus told his followers that no one could snatch them out of his hand or out of God the Father's. Where we are faithless, he offers forgiveness. And when we ask for more faithfulness, he gladly gives it through the work of his spirit. So if you had one prayer request today, ask God for faithfulness. Ask God for faithfulness, not just for yourself, but for all those you love, your family and friends. And you know what? We are about to go into the sacrament of baptism in which nine young children are going to enter into Christ's body, the church, our own spiritual family here at St. George's. Ask God for faithfulness for these young children too. Because whether we have it or not, whether they have it or not, whether they whether they have wisdom or success or whatever gifts the world esteems. When we are in covenant faithfulness and a covenant faithful relationship with our Savior, we have everything we need in him. Amen.